Hello, this is Kimbu York, and welcome to another edition of Going On 50. This is episode 7, and it is being recorded on November 6, 2016, two days before the national election for president in the United States of America. Every election for president is historic in the sense that whoever takes on the mantle of president fills a role that has been continuously regarded as one of the world leadership positions for at least the last 200 years. These men, and up to this point it has always been men, have been very good at what they do, have been very bad at what they do. There have been legendary presidents, and there have been forgettable presidents. Nothing about an election in the United States in the year 2016 is simple or easy. And this particular year has been absolutely stunning with the amount of hate, bigotry, racism, anti-Semitism, sexism, misogyny, all of this coming to the surface, bubbling up from the wells of economic disparity, fear, anger, the economic highs and troughs that we've experienced over the last 20 years, as well as changes in national security issues, such as those brought about by 9-11. Make this a year where we are all on tenterhooks, waiting to find out the true direction of where this country is going. Everybody has an opinion, and everybody is right, and everybody is wrong, and it's easy to get wound up in your beliefs and your fears and your anxiety. I am obviously a Democrat, and I actually supported Bernie Sanders in the primaries. I was very hopeful, and my support of Sanders was... Uh, optimism in action, I think. He really brought me back into American politics. I've always voted. I've taken it very seriously. It's one of the things I distinctly remember about my 18th birthday. It's both of my parents piling me in the car and going down to register me to vote. They were proud of me, and they had high expectations that I would become a functional and responsible member of society by exercising that right to vote in every election. I have in almost every election. Like many other Democrats, I was really disillusioned after the 2000 usurpation of the White House. Won't go into that too much, but it was very disheartening. And so I did not actually vote in the 2004 election, But I did vote in my local elections uh, in the off years, so I have consistently voted. Living up to the memory of my parents and the lessons that they taught me, I hope. So this year, despite my early support for Bernie Sanders, it's come down to a choice between a highly capable, intelligent, and strong woman versus an absolute disaster of a human being, a demagogue and a fascist. And I could go on about that. 
But it is, after all, Sunday night. Tuesday is close. And I think most people have made their decisions about who they're going to vote for at this point. Whether you appreciate Hillary Rodham Clinton or hate her, the fact remains that she will be, like Obama, a very uniquely historical presidential candidate because she is the first woman to ever run for president who has an actual shot at becoming president. Because I was not an early supporter of Hillary, I didn't really get wrapped up in the emotional aspect of supporting her run for president. She's my fallback choice, and I respect her. I think she'll make a great president, but I was never emotionally invested in her becoming our president. But I am emotionally invested in having our first female president, if that's what comes to pass. I can't help but be invested in that. The ERA was defeated when I was a teenager. My mother was a second wave feminist, and I've talked here in this program before about the limitations of that, but she still fought hard. And I'm reading online in a particular Facebook group, I know it's getting some coverage now, uh, called Pantsuit Nation, over a million members at this point. A lot of women of my mother's generation, 70 to 75 years old, who are stepping out and telling their stories of the oppression they experienced, of the overwhelming odds they had to face, even if they weren't queer or people of color, even if they did have the privilege of money and white skin, there was still an overwhelming sexism in the earlier eras of the 19th century that's hard for us to imagine today. And so I'm reading these stories and I'm remembering my mother and I'm remembering her women's support and consciousness raising groups at the YWCA in Albuquerque, New Mexico during the 70s. I'm remembering all the letter-writing campaigns she did. I remember her shock and amazement when Geraldine Ferraro was named the first vice presidential candidate for a major party who is also a woman. I mean, that candidacy was doomed from the start, but good try. Mondale Ferraro. I see women talking about wearing white, wearing pantsuits, wearing white pantsuits to the voting booths on Tuesday. And some people might think, ah, yeah, they're, uh, they're wearing that in honor of Hillary. No. They're wearing that in honor of the suffragettes who early in the 19th century fought tooth and nail to grant women the right to vote. Hasn't even been a hundred years since we've had the right to vote. My mother had a daughter, And she looked at me and she wanted more from me than she ever got. She wanted to go to college. She wanted to be an independent woman. The family dynamics and the social pressures of her era, the 1960s, conspired against her and kept her as a wife and eventually a mother. By the time she was able to try to make her own life, she was deep in the throes of bipolar disorder. And so I wonder what she would be feeling today, not just experiencing the thrill of having a female presidential candidate, 
who could become president, but also the fear and the terror that she hasn't felt in decades would have come back to her. I don't know for sure, of course, but my mother was in Memphis when Martin Luther King Jr. was shot and assassinated there, and she remembers the terror of that. She told me about it, about sitting at home, how she wanted to go out, march in the streets. Her family kept her under lock and key because everybody was so damn scared. The whole country seemed like it was on fire. And here we are again, locked in our houses, feeling like the whole damn country is on fire. We can't even enjoy the tremendous breakthrough in gender rights and the role of women in our society, represented by Hillary Rodham Clinton being a presidential nominee of her stature. We have to fight the misogyny of people calling her names simply because she is a woman. The ongoing, endless criminal investigations into crimes that no one can find. I'm not in 100% agreement with Hillary Rodham Clinton's platform. There was a reason I supported Bernie Sanders. But I respect her. And as I sit here in my house, turning off all my social networks because my nerves just can't fucking take the tension and the fear, listening to my friends and family talk about how they're going to escape the country if it comes to Trump winning. The right always screams about how Obama is going to come take their guns twice, or now how Hillary is going to come take their guns. Those of us on the left, people of color, queers, atheists, Muslims, anyone who's not on the white Christian spectrum, We're looking at having our entire lives destroyed. People are facing the possibility of being deported. Others are fearing being attacked, shot, being pulled over by the cops and having their lives ruined or their lives ended for nothing more than a traffic stop. It feels like the world is on fire, but I don't think it really is. It could be. Lessons of history have taught us that these dangerous times can be volatile, turn on a dime. But I prefer right now thinking about my mother and how amazed and awed she would have been by this turn of proceedings and how much fear she would have right now, but how that would be weighed by her sense of justice at seeing how far we've come over the years. I remind people often that my mother died in 1994, which was before Ellen even came out of the closet on TV, before Matthew Shepard was murdered, before marriage rights were granted to all couples looking to tie their lives together, before all these breakthroughs. She never, ever imagined the world that we have today, I don't think. I think she always assumed it would be as far advanced as we are, which facing the utter terror of the destruction we could be dealing with on Wednesday morning if Trump wins, 
I think is a little ironic. But I have already voted. I voted for Hillary. I'm proud of that, not just because Hillary is a woman, but because she is a good politician. She won't burn our country to the ground. And she will continue the tradition and the legacy that my mother fought so hard to see happen in my life of women coming together to fight for our rights, to fight for others' rights, to build a better world, to build a better nation. See you on the flip side. Let's hope Super Tuesday isn't the end of everything. Good night and thanks for listening. This is Kim New York with Going on 50.